You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. This is Back. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Couple of announcements. Uh, number one, go to youtube.com slash the feedback and subscribe. I'm up to date on all the episodes as far as the videos. Uh, you can go back and watch. I had uh, d- the guys from We Funk Radio on the show. Um, Mike Eden was on the show. Uh, Maxwell and Kathleen Benson from Can't Even Comedy were on. Also, uh, my last episode, actually, I had a lot of fun doing it. I, I don't really do a lot of shows by myself, but I wanted to, you know, reflect on my trip to back home to Senegal and France. So talked about the food, the people, the culture, uh, the nightlife. I got to do comedy in Paris. That shit was dope. Um, so, yeah, I'll go back and listen to that. Now, uh, let me introduce my guest. Actually, second announcement. Man, I'm rusty. Goddamn, take a break for a month and I can't do intros no more. Second announcement. Um, the record play is back on... February, I can't say February, uh, the 16th at Soho House. All right. Uh, I'm making an announcement, even though the RSVP list is closed, full. Like, I put that shit out on Sunday. By Monday night, I was already at 40. It was that quick. And I was like, oh, let me put it three weeks in advance because I know people wait, you know, when they... They don't want to commit to anything, but man, that shit went out quickly. And I'm actually over 50 now, so I'm have to pick and choose who gets to go. <laughs> That's going to be tough. Or they might, you know, bump me up a little bit to 60 and we'll, we'll see. But anyway, uh, follow Record Play Live for updates. Uh, the theme is the R&B edition uh, hosted by DJ K. Cali and Kidata from Riders Against the Storm. So if you missed that one and this one does well, I think we'll be back at Soul House. I'm really excited about it. Shout out to Jamie. Uh, shout out to Victor. And we'll see how that goes. So my guests, as always, you love them. You hate them. You love to hate them. Aaron Cheatham is in the building. Who the fuck said they hated me? They love to hate you. Who loves well, to hate to love me? You. I don't know. They Who? out there. If you out there and you got hate in your heart for me, you can eat a whole bag of assholes. How about that? <laughs> All dirty, duty, duty chalked up assholes. Don't come at me with the hate. I'll tell you right now, your mama got three toes and her knees ain't touched since 1964. <laughs> Fucking talk shit to me, bitch. Who, who out there got wow. the hate? Who brought the venom? Coming out strong for 2023. Happy you, fuck, New Year, fuckers. You, you came out talking about niggas talking shit. Where they at, though? I don't know. They're out there. They got to be haters out there. Let them. Let them. Good for you. Actually, congrats on the that thing you got coming up at Creek for the, oh, the Keenan Thompson. The Keenan Thompson thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's a thing. You're not excited about it? Ah. No? Ah. What's, it, what's the point? What's the goal of it? Is it to, they're, they're taping it for something? For I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but you were picked. I mean, yeah. Katie's on it. I saw... Uh, uh, jeans on it. Everybody's on Everybody's it, man. On Everybody's it. On, on it. it. Um, it's a competition of sorts or whatnot. Uh, I mean, I, t- I, you know, historically, I don't do great in competitions, but I'm always down, you know, for the experience and whatnot. Yeah, and, of course. And I'm gonna give it my all. You know, it's not like I'm gonna go up there and just go shit the bed. But no, I know not. You don't do that. Uh, yeah, no. So, but you know, as far as what it is and like what what happens or what, I don't know any of that. It's just cool get to come do a set at the creek you know for this thing uh i hope everybody comes out i know a few people got tickets already uh but it'd be dope if, to see everybody out there 
But good I'll luck to there. everybody. Yeah, good yeah. luck to everybody. It I mean, I, nice. I love so many people that are in the thing yep. that, like, I, I'm, I'm really, it's, it seems like it's going to be a really fun fucking show. It seems like it's going to be a good time. And I'm in it for that. Like, ever since I recorded the album, I've just been, like, so in love with, like, watching comedy and being around comedy that, like, in a way that, like, you know, kind of got away from me for a while where I can just sit in a show now and, like, just laugh my ass. Like, I enjoy them on a completely different level mm-hmm. uh, now. So Because you were a fan to begin with. I was a fan to begin with. But, you know, when you're trying, like, when I was, you know, in the weeds of, you know, trying to get ready to record and all that stuff. Right. Uh, a part of that, like, I just, just didn't appreciate that stuff because I was focused, so focused on getting mm-hmm. ready for this thing. Uh, and since then, now, like, I... I'll sit in the back uh, by Dylan and just be laughing my ass off, just feeling the energy. Like, it's it's great. And this show's going to be dope. Like, there's going to be a lot of badass comics on both on both days, on the 7 to 9 o'clock on Tuesday. Right. The 7 to 9 o'clock on Wednesday. It's going to be tons of great comics. The 31st and the 1st of, uh, of February. February. It's yeah. gonna, the energy in there is going to be dope, man. Like, I can't wait to just be up in there. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's about. I don't know if we get, like, a bag of candy or if somebody's going to put me on a <laughs> rocket ship to the moon. And, and a uh, blanket. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe like, the winner gets to wipe Keenan's ass. I don't know what happens. Nice, why not? I don't know. But... I know is he going to be there? Do, do no, he ain't going to be there. Keenan going to be there? He got shit to do. No, him and Kel, they got to serve Good Burgers. He can't get time off from Good Burger to come down <laughs> here <laughs> and, and be on this thing. No, but it's going to be dope. And, like, there's so many dope comics on. I just want to I just want to kick back and watch, man. So before we get into the, the meat of the episode, See, uh, I got two questions for you. You want to ask me about one, that cake, don't you? No, that wasn't one of them. Okay. But, yeah, uh, so he's a master baker. Mm. Pastry well, chef. Watch how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> master baker. Yeah. It's a master baker. It's yeah. a master baker. What are you doing in the kitchen? I'm master baking. <laughs> Close the door. I'm master baking. I got that glaze. What you know about that glaze? What you know about that icing, baby? Uh, uh. Yeah, master baker. Uh, really good. Thank you. And like I told you, uh, you know, I just came from France, so I don't, desserts are. The low, the bar is low in this country. So when I ate something good, and I'm not a cake guy, I'm not a chocolate guy, but legit, that was actually pretty good. Thank you. Yes, thank it you. Was. That wasn't one of my questions. So, ooh, can I on that though? Because I just thought of something. Oh crap! Quickly, just I'm throwing this out there because I bounced a lot of things off of you. Right, right. you're you're a good sounding board. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. I go on the road, mm-hmm. and instead of merch, I'm selling cakes. Actually, but how do they? Like, say I get, like, you know, some little boxes made or whatever. Right. You know, like, you know, cheat them, whatever, right? And, you know, I autograph on it. And after the show, instead of buying a T-shirt or whatever, you can get a cake uh-huh. for merch, right? And, like... Do you sell them? Yeah, like, if I bake the cakes and shit, and then I'd sell them, mm-hmm. and people buy, you know, cakes. Because, I mean, that cake ain't, you know... That ain't no five dollar Randall's Kroger cake. That's yeah. This ain't no H E B cake. This ain't no H E B cake. That's right. that's some that's some good shit right there. I can maybe move some of those, and I could take Patty Labelle spot. Can't you see my face in Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do you one more. I'll do you one. Do more. Do you think that'll work? Yeah. Hold on. I'll do you one more. Okay. It's not only you do that. So you individually grab the cake. So mm-hmm. you're not out there just cutting slices Facts. and giving them them out, right? Um, yeah, they're already packaged. When you already come. packaged. Yeah. On the package itself, mm-hmm. um, you put your, the QR code to your Instagram. Facts. Okay. So, like, hey, thanks for buying the cake. 
scan the, scan the box, follow him on Instagram. Here's your cake. Boom. And here's what I was thinking, like, because you know sometimes how much? Like, how much first? Like for so, like I'd say I probably sell like quarter cake, right? Quarter, like a nice little chunk. You can share it with your boo, right? You right? Like uh, the a, a square? Yeah, like a you know hen and hen. Right, you like that? <laughs> yeah, you don't know what hen and hen means. Hen and hen and hen. It's a square. Hen. Um, I'm so glad it's gonna be video. <laughs> going hen and hen. They knew what the fuck I meant. No, hen and hen. Nobody they, knows because they were hen. following. It's called context clues. You know, the hen means here and hen means there. So I cut from hen to hen and give it to them. It's, it's not one hand. <laughs> shut, shut the hand up before. I... <laughs> okay, so you have a hand, hand cupcake. Yes, you get a. Oh, I could do cupcakes even. Um, but, oh, you're welcome. But like, yeah, it's like you know, a quarter piece of cake, nice slice piece of cake, mm-hmm. and you sell that for like twenty bucks. And if there's any questions, like FDA approval, whatever, I'll tell them I'm not selling the cake. I'm actually selling the packaging, which can have the QR code. It's like, you know, my face on it or something. And then, like I said, if I autograph it when I give it to them, then, oh, no, there just happened to be a cake inside the packaging. Mm-hmm. The cake was free. I didn't sell the cake to nobody. I sold them the box and a picture. 20 bucks. What are they going to do with a picture? I think that's, the, that's just for to get the laws off your ass. You ain't got to take a fucking actually, picture. The, the, the only concern you got to have with that is because comedy clubs or restaurants, you bring in food from outside. Which could be an issue. So you need to clear that first. Then I'll sell the shit in the parking lot. This cake is so goddamn good. Yeah, I will yeah, pop the trunk too. and I will slang some goddamn... Make sure you gotta be like 20 feet away from the door. Man, fuck that. We ain't smoking crack. We selling cakes. Right? You're slanging cakes. I, you I am slanging cakes. <laughs> Listen here, I'm your cake man, alright? You know, I ain't never... I, I, I was never a pie guy. I've always been a cake man. Alright? I'm slanging cakes. Okay, do that. That's out the whip. Idea. Out the whip. Hey. Say, hey, by the way, I'll be outside in the parking lot if you want to From now cakes. on, I'm just going to start <laughs> I'm posting. The ca- I'm the master caker. <laughs> on Instagram, I'm just going to post where I'm going to be tonight and people show up and get them cakes off me. That's what I'm going to do. I'm slanging Tell cakes. You, what, you don't even have to be booked. You can be in the parking lot doing a set. I'm just going to start showing up <laughs> at people's show. <laughs> just doing sets. I'm in the alley behind the creek slanging cake and yeah. shit. Yeah. You, you know what? Rebecca runs me off with a broom and a water hose. Get out of here selling them cakes. You know what I haven't seen? Hmm. Um, uh, a traveling food truck, comedy food truck. Ooh, the gas mileage on that shit's probably terrible, though. And insurance would be a bitch if you're going to be moving around like that. That's a terrible idea fiscally, but I like it. But something along those... Spiritually, I love the idea. Or even better, it's not your food truck. You call a food truck company and mm-hmm. you say, where are you going to be? Or wherever they at, like, hey, I'm going to be, you're doing a food truck tour. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. So you show up at, you know, I don't know, Home Slice or whatever cupcake uh, food truck. You do a set there and mm-hmm. you go, hey, I'm going to be selling my cakes. There. Whatever. But what I'm saying is get it to where you put on your own shows just out in the parking lot. So just pop next the trunk. Food truck. Pop the trunk. Yeah. Start slanging cakes and telling jokes. Yeah. It's like selling CDs. Back I'm gonna fuck day. a lot of housewives. Yeah, yeah. Or do it with only food trucks who compliment the cake. So no other food options, like a like, like a no drink, dessert like options. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no. Goddamn, not next to the cupcake shop because yeah. then I got to square off with Becky behind the trailer. Yeah, and shit. exactly. She's gonna hit on you like, oh, this motherfucker's taking all my customers. Right, and I'm not afraid to put hands on a baker. 
True. Yeah. You're a master baker. Smack, um, smack the shit. You had two things. What's the other? Oh, what's up with the come up? What's up with the come up? Yeah. It's coming. Okay. The, good answer. It's coming. All right. Yeah. Just that, making sure. Yeah. No, it's coming. All right. Um, all right. So. You had another one? No, that was my two. No, because I threw the cake thing out there. No, it was the, oh, uh, the special. Oh, the special. Yeah. Uh, special's coming too. Uh, special, right, special dude, is. You talk more about the cake. Than your special. <laughs> 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 than me actually do a word. You see where my interests are now, oh, right? I, see. I record the special now. I'm fucking Mr. Baker Man and shit. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pushing cakes out. Uh, special's coming along. Um, we're looking. We were thinking it would be initially maybe mid February. Now it's looking like it might be mid March or so. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm actually going to go meet with them tonight and see where they're at. Uh, I met up with them last week. It's mm-hmm. just the holidays kind of put everything behind a little bit. Sure, like uh, for and, everything. Yeah, and then getting back into the flow of things. So uh, I saw where they were at last week. Looks good, uh, but it's not nowhere near done. So and and where I'm at right now, I'd rather do it right than do it fast and no, put up. So uh, there's no like, look, nobody's nobody's banging down the door trying to get the special office right now. So there's no there's no rush. There's no pressure for us to. Uh, get it done. We have internal deadlines that we're trying to meet, uh-huh. but we're not we're not trying to make it something that's gonna uh, make us come out of pocket. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're, we want it to be done right. We're gonna take our time and and do it right. And you know, we've got everybody's involvement from the jump and kind of like making sure that we do this thing the right way. Good. So, well, I'm excited for you. Appreciate I you. I was there, and I can't wait to see it like edited and everything. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. I, I, I think y'all are gonna like it uh, almost as much as you like my cakes. Find me in the parking lot, y'all. Nigga is slanging <laughs> cakes, slanging cakes out the truck, nigga. See <laughs> <laughs> them cakes. That's right. Um, all right. So, as you know, uh, if you're a longtime listener, or an, it doesn't matter, this this podcast has had like. To like revamps, I would say. Uh, if you go from episode one to episode like 150 something, it was all about Austin Nightlife. So you can go back and listen to talking to DJs, talking to the mayor about the music scene, DJs. Got your own day in this town. Got and my shit. own day and shit. Uh, talked to a lot of musicians, door guys, bartenders, all that good stuff. So that was my days where I was out there doing all that stuff. Uh, then it switched over to more current events. That was more during the pandemic. Uh, talked about you know Black Lives Matter, the elections, uh, more current event stuff. And then, as of like 180, I think is when we it was straight comedy, right? So it's been a couple of years now, and I've been thinking about uh, another revamp. Because don't get me wrong, I love talking to comedians, but I feel <laughs> like there's a l- way too many comedy podcasts out there. Comedians get in the room, talk shit. That's there's hundreds of them out there. So I wanted to figure out what could I do different. Uh, if you listen to the show, um, we do this thing at the end of every show called Share Dope Shit, where we talk about, hey, this is something that I think you should know about. Uh, it could be a book, it could be a TV show, it could be a porn site, it could be a game, it could be a, a, a website, YouTube channel, whatever, something that's dope. And I, that's that's part of the that's one of my favorite part of the show because I love to share what I like and I like a lot of shit. And I feel like uh, I wouldn't be doing the podcast with a name like Feedback a Service if I didn't say, hey, this is what I think is dope. You should check. This is my my three things I think you should check out. 
So what we're going to try to do, what we're going to be, do, what we're going to be doing, and Aaron is here to to help me out with that, is we're going to pick three things, top three things, and then just go back and forth. So I say one, you say one, and pick a topic. Today's topic is replayable video games. So just for clarification, mm-hmm. for anybody else who was listening in the back talk and said, well, what the fuck is going on? He's cutting out all the bullshit. We cutting out all the bullshit. We just getting straight to the dope shit, right? right. The exactly. dope shit is your shit. Exactly. So you know all the other rest of the podcast that was fine and dandy, but like the, the shit cakes you, and all that stuff. Yeah, that shit you you really wanted to get to the whole fucking interview was let's talk about some dope shit. But well, here we right. go. We ain't got to do all the interview shit. Let's just talk about some dope shit. Exactly. And we'll this week's dope shit for the minutes. first time is uh, no, that's not wasted. That's called setup. Now they're in for the ride. All right, they're invested now. <laughs> Thank but, you, Mr. Yeah. Co-producer here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They, now they know that there's at least two more callbacks to cakes coming in this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have a game making cakes. So you, you were talking about most replayable video games. Yep. In our opinions, our, our most replayable video games. We don't give a fuck about what the consensus says. Mm-hmm. These are our fucking uh, most replayable games. Right, and and by the way, if this works out, I would feel questions from the audience and be like, "Hey, what's your three of whatever?" Right. So, but for now, you know, whoever comes, and also have comedians on. Don't don't trip. You know, comedians have uh, interest. I ain't too. going nowhere, nigga. I'm gonna be around. Yeah, I know. Oh, it might end up just being us too. <laughs> every, I'm every here. Week. I'm here every month, nigga. This is what we do. This yeah. is yeah. I'll be here. Uh, but it could be everything and anything. So today, replayable video games. You want to go first? Are you going to put me on the spot? Oh, fine, I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, these are not in numerical order. Okay. And I will give my final order after we go through our three. All right. Um, off top, first thing I'll bring up is Fallout 2. Wait, hold on. Fallout, Fallout is first-person shooter, right? Um, when it went to console, yes. But oh, it wasn't before? No, the first two games uh, on the PC were uh, turn-based RPG massive world turn-based RPG games and Fallout 2 is my favorite of the whole Fallout series like I'm I could have said the Fallout series because I'll play the shit out of all of them Mm -hmm. Uh, as far as console goes Fallout 3 or New Vegas are the best on the console but Fallout 2 2 is that nigga like understand me like Fallout 2 what about this nigga makes it that nigga for me what was the switch huh well, first of all, you have it. No, because I don't have any. I don't have a PC for gaming right now. And this came out in like fucking two thousand ninety nine, two thousand something like that. I, I played oh. Fallout two in college, and were you skipping classes to play? Um, it there, like some, some days there was like that, yeah. But it was so my my roommate had the game on the computer, and like we would uh we had like we we set our uh, rules in the room. You know, once you get on, you get if the other person's there. Mm-hmm. You get an hour dedicated playing time. After mm-hmm. that first time you die, you got to get off so that so you I can get on. Uh-huh. Right? It was this game was so goddamn good that during the day we would put a blanket over our head and over the monitor because the sun coming in had a glare on the screen. So we would just sit in this little blanket tent in the middle of the room playing the fucking game in the middle of the day. It was you just walk in the room and see a nigga sitting under a blanket. You couldn't just turn the monitor so it wouldn't uh, face the window? No, it was because <laughs> of the way the dorm was set up. Uh, uh, okay. It, and Ledford was mad messy, so and it was on his side. And 
Okay, sure, thing. sure. So anyways, there, but there's other ways. Right. I digress. The <laughs> game itself. Why why is this game? Why am I telling you this is a replayable game? Uh-huh. Never I had never to that point played a game that immense. Like that the story was so vast. Was so vast. And the experience and all the things you got to experience in the game. Uh-huh. Unparalleled to that point. Unparalleled to that point. Where you have, I had a crew, you have a crew of just like. What's the story? The, okay, the story is, do you, are you familiar with the Fallout stories at all? No, there's a, there's a green, there's a, there's a dude with a blue jumpsuit. Suit. All right, so. That's the, all I know about the Fallout. Sto- the story of Fallout is that there's nuclear war. and Classic. All these people had to go into vaults. And uh-huh. they were locked in these vaults for, you know, an extended period of time. Some vaults let opened up at different times. And they each had, you know, were given so much supplies to last in the vault for this long. And then it's you coming out of your vault and uh, experiencing the world that is now, right? So, which means? Which means, like, you get out into the world and there's already civilization out there. There's, there's uh, you know, it's the Wild West, basically. You know, this is the post-apocalyptic Mad Max type shit. You got people that... Who have been mutated through radiation and stuff that are out there? You've so got there's monsters. There's monsters. There's uh, you know, animals and stuff that you know. You remember seeing a roach being so big before, but now because of radiation, the roaches are like fucking two feet big, right? Mm-hmm. Like because of radiation and uh, uh, same thing with rats and pigs and stuff like that. But then you've got like other humans out there that have already set up civilizations and there's little towns and cities and there's raiders and there's all these different things going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, in Fallout 2, the game is uh, you're you're like kind of an Indian, like a, a Native American, right? Like your that's pe- the face of the, the dude is Indian. No, 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 no. That's just the dude. No, no, no. The dude you're playing. Is that what oh, you're just- well, you can create your own character stuff, so you can make him look how you want Ew. him to look. Right? This is way what back. Did, what did you just look? <laughs> like a little brown guy on the screen because it was <laughs> they couldn't do hair at the time. Yeah, they could do all that. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, no you could do all that. You can, you know, there was a preset of like, there's like, like eyebrows, th- nose, not, not that detailed, right? There's like you know seven or eight settings for hair, face, skin color, clothes, and stuff to set out start off. But then you can like get different armors and shit, put stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it starts off where you're a dude that uh, is part of a tribe, and they all came from this vault, right? And they've been outside of the vault for, you know two generations or so maybe, right? They mm-hmm. got like, and enough that they, they've kind of just taken up, like they got TPs like to their own place. But then the uh, the water chip that created water for your people in the vault mm-hmm. went out. It, di- it broke. So they need to send somebody off to go explore and find another vault and bring back a water chip to save your people, to save your village. Okay. That's the story. So you're that nigga. You're that nigga. You're that nigga that has to leave your village where all you know is fucking spears and bows and arrows, and you've been killing like killing like man-sized iguanas. Mm-hmm. You know that was that was your whole experience. To now, you this story takes place in California. So now you're out in fucking California in twenty one forty three after a nuclear apocalypse, and you're just out there. And like, there's a point where like you know dr- you find out there's drugs and all this shit. People are. Uh, you have to go to Vegas, like to to was it Vegas or Reno, one or the other. But like, there's four mob families there that have you know taken over. Oh, that's pretty intricate. Yeah, and you can like I became a boxing champion in Vegas, and then you get into this thing where you kind of like figure out you know because you're trying to gain experience, you're trying to find people so that along the way, this is all for you to find a fucking chip 
to go fix wait, the wait, water. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's it's nuts. How far? An entire school year I played this game. Damn. The you, enti- you, you, it took you a year to, to beat it? Here's the thing. You're a completionist. No, 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 no. no this is what that. happened. I never beat it because I got to the very end of the game. Uh-huh. And my guy was too dumb in science to open the door. And I just needed to level up one more time so that I can upgrade my science and then I could open this door. But once you walk into the building for the end of the game, you can't leave the building. I killed everybody in this fucking building Uh and I was maybe one or two kills away from getting my level up. So I was stuck in this fucking building with no way to level up and no way to open the door to finish the game, to fight the last boss. So you couldn't load the previous save. I could have, but, it, but, you know, you ever, you ever, <laughs> <laughs> yes. you ever, you, you ever, this, I think this happened to all of us, where you get into a real good groove in a game and it's moving along, and you go, oh shit, I ain't saved in a minute. Oh, you were way back. Yeah, I hadn't saved in like hours. Oh, that's frustrating. So it was like, if in order for me to do that, I would have had to go back like four hours and do all the, and I did so much shit. And it's like, I ain't finished. There was no auto save back then, huh? No. You have to save manually. Yes. You had slots. And I, <laughs> and I, it had been hours since I saved. So you I, said, fuck it? You, you knew you were close. Yeah, I knew I was there, but it was like, I went through some shit to get there. I, I get that. There's always the, the boss you barely beat or like you survive and then you. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't supplies. do it and keep my team intact. Oh, it's my team? You have you have your your team that you recruit along the way, right? You have your, you have your squad. Actually, people work playing with you. No, 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 no. Your oh, NPCs. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, and I mean, the NPCs in that game were fucking phenomenal. Okay. Phenom- like, there's a guy that uh, that I had named Sullick. He's like the first one that you come across. Uh-huh. And that was the first time I had to restart the game. <laughs> it was because I met Sullick and he was a slave. And the thing was like, go and if you can free this guy, maybe he'll help you. Mm-hmm. And my, so I get him and then, uh, one of the early missions that I went on, there was like a slave camp and I was trying to figure out how I could take out these slavers. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I thought, okay, bet I'll sell somebody into slavery so that I can, so that I can, (laughs) so that I, oh, this is, (laughs) wait, listen, so that, so that, so that I can have an inside man so that when I hit the place tonight, my dude will be there, and he's like, yeah, we're going to take it over. But that's not how that went at all. I sold my boy Sulik, who was a slave, back into slavery. They tattooed slaver on my forehead because once you start um, dealing with slaves, you have to be marked. So I had slaver tattooed onto my forehead. And then I went in to break in that night and free Sully and the rest of my people. Yeah. And he, he tried to kill me because <laughs> I sold him into slavery. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking so let me get this straight. It's, it's a post-apocalyptic world. This game is so you, crazy. Where you gotta go get a chip, and you, <laughs> you got caught up in slave trade. Got up. In, yeah. I know that hits home for you, and being you from Senegal. The, how close were you to the end with that door? That was it. And then this oh, like when out. I when I couldn't go any further. Um, yeah, like literally, I had to open that door, and that was the last fight. The final boss was on the other side of that door. And you and you forgot about the game. No, I never forgot about it. That's why it's always at the top of my list because that's something that I never finished. You're talking, so now about, I, 2000, you're talking about 1999, 2000. Uh, so I played it in like 0102. 
Okay, fine. That's still 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. And here's the thing, because it's just so hard to, like, find it. It was so hard to find the game again, right? You can probably get it now. Yeah, and and from a trustworthy place, right? Yeah. Back in, in like, the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Finding it, like find I found I finally found a disc. I found an old disc, but then mm-hmm. it was like I don't have a computer that can play this. Yeah, that's so no disc. you could probably you could probably play that game online on your browser right now. Probably so. And and if I if I could if I could find it, uh-huh. I one thousand and twenty five percent would. I would. My kids wouldn't know me anymore. I they I don't have time for them. The game is that immense. It it draws you in the stories like every. It's one of those games where everybody's got different stories about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's you're, there's no quick way to beat that game. You're going to get sucked into the lore. You're going to get sucked into all this shit. Like I said, I ended up taking out all four families in Reno. Like all four of the mob families. Because I was working for one, and they sent me to fuck with another one. And then shit went sideways, and I ended up having to like fight my way in and out of four casinos. Uh, and all of this just to find this guy that made this drug because I needed him for my squad. So that I can eventually try to get this water chip that I left my home a year for Look, a year ago for. It's it's great. You need all that Sulik. for a chip. That's a lot. Sulik. Sulik is the is the greatest non playable character of all time. That dude. Talk about a ride or die. Talk about a ride or die. Sulik is the ultimate ride or die. I've never had an NPC companion that's even. That could that could hold that dude's jockstrap. Sulik was the greatest non-playable character ever, ever. So ever. Quick, quick news: you know there's a TV series coming out mm-hmm. on Prime. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I saw that somewhere, so I pulled it up. Yeah, looking forward to that. I don't know, man. The thing about that and like the games that I like that they try to turn into, you know, they try to take that intellectual property and use it in something else is like the thing that made Fallout so great uh-huh. is that it was your decisions. Right, it was your decisions that led that that molded the story. Mm-hmm. And to watch somebody like to watch the show is like, yeah, that's the world, and that's all the stuff that I'm familiar with from that world. That's the same lore, but this is somebody else's story, not yours. And that's what yeah, made it so there's cool. No joystick and right. So it's like, and, and that's why it's like, eh, it could be cool, but without going into the details, I mean, Last of Us just came out, and mm-hmm. it seems to be like killing it. It is, and I'm sure that. The Mass Effect and the Fallout TV shows or movies, whatever they do with those, will be amazing because the stories themselves are great. Yeah. Uh, but especially in in a in a in a series like Fallout, where like I I did beat Fallout Two with my roommate's character because mm-hmm. he couldn't win the fight, and his his guy was smart enough to open the door, but he just couldn't beat the guy. Mm-hmm. So I beat the guy for him with his character, and I saw his ending of the game. And I was like, oh, Wait, man. the ending's different. Depending, depending on, on what you do, on, oh. on your choice. There's so many different things that you can do or whatever. And like, so depending on what you did on the game uh-huh. is what, what your ending was. So I never saw my ending. I saw the end of the game. It was his ending. And I was like, dude, you're fucking lame. You did this shit? Ah, fucking whack. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I didn't get to see my ending. So I will, I will, I'm going to have to find a way to play that game again. But right. Fallout 2. That's your, that, that's your first one. That's the, that's the first one I'm listing. I don't know if that's number one. I'll tell you my order later on. What's All your right. first game you got? Uh, mine is way simpler than that because I'm a big, like, I play new games, but I always go back and play old school ones. And I have to put Mega Man X on my list. 
So you're familiar with Mega Man, right? Mm-hmm. The Blue Bomber, mm-hmm. uh, Rock Man in Japan. Um, so the first Mega Man came out on the first on the NES, the original yep. Nintendo, and it was hard as fuck. So the premise was pretty simple: you're playing this this robot, whatever, and there's these other robots like you know Fireman, Cutman, Woodman, whatever man. And then once you get them, then you take over. You have you add their powers to your arsenal, mm-hmm. and you can use them against the other ones. So, uh, what was revolutionary about Mega Man is that you had as as a concept was that it wasn't linear. You can pick and choose where which stage you want to start at. Okay. You want to start with Cutman. You want to start with Woodman or whatever. So there were like I think three Mega Mans or four maybe, on Nintendo, and then Mega Man X came out on Super Nintendo. And that was the upgrade. Because, one, it wasn't, it wasn't like, filling the blank man no more. These had, like, names. It was, like, Armored Armadillo, and it was uh, Flame Mammoth, and Storm Eagle, and they looked dope as hell. Hmm. And the thing about Mega Man X is that I really like. So same premise, you know, there's Mega Man and there's the, I think they called the, not the Mavericks. I forgot the name, like name of their kind. But anyway, is that one, the, the gameplay mm-hmm. was so dope in a sense that your, every stage is pretty linear, but you had, there were collectibles you had to find, like these like uh, tanks that like, you know, increase your health. Uh, and every, when you beat a certain boss, after you beat them, let's say you beat, you do the, um, there's, there's one level, Flame Mammoth is like a lava, like fire kind of level, right? So right. typical, any platform game has an ice level and a fire level or whatever, right? So, when you do the, if you do the fire level, it's all fire lava and everything. But if you do the the ice one first, and then you go back to the flame to the to the lava level, it's all frozen, and you have access to other things. So that alone, I was like, oh, this is dope because the old Mega Man was like, yeah, just make your way through and you're done. Mm. But now one level impacts another. Consequences yes, to actions, exactly. And again, you can pick and choose wherever you want to, which one you want to start with. Um, the other thing I love about Mega Man to this day, and I play it, uh, is, boy, one of the best soundtracks in video game history. You're really ever. into video game music. Yo, I have a whole playlist for my son. And he's never seen the, he's, some, of, some of those games he's never seen, right? Like Donkey Kong Country, uh, you know, Sonic. He's seen Mega Man. I, I showed him like a YouTube video. But like, it it's so. But you never played it with him. No, I mean I I, pl- I, sh- I played once and he saw me play, but I didn't want him to like you know get too because it's for at, at that age it was too much because there's a lot going on on the screen. Mm. You know what I mean? But he knows like this level. He knows like I would play a song. You know, say oh that's Storm Eagle. He's like oh what about this one? Oh that's the Armadillo one. You know, so so he's familiar. But like to me, if the gameplay is dope. And the music gets me going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall in love with this game. Period. Mm-hmm. That that those are the two things I need for for me to love a game. If I get those two, I don't care what what the game is about. And so Mega Man X really did it for me because 
one, these are songs that are in my head constantly when I play for my son all the time. Is that like the one of the most? Is that one of the biggest reasons why that game is so replayable for you? Is the music? Yeah, and and also here I'll, I'll play some. I can play some. Uh, here, hold on. Doesn't work. Oops. Ah, anyway, it, 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 it really gets to me and I, I, it never gets old. It never gets old. The gameplay is dope. The music is dope. I remember when I was a kid, when the, the, we had those, you know, those video game magazines. Mm -hmm. Game Informer. We didn't have those, but we had all the French version of those. Right. Right. Le uh, Game Informer. <laughs> the, the Game Informer. Um, ha, ha, ha. And I remember uh, just cutting... Like making a collage mm -hmm. of like it was hey Mega Man X is coming out right. and I would like cut the thing off and put it make a uh, make a poster out of it and I would uh, but I didn't play the game when it first came out like it took me maybe a couple years to get it I never even owned it I always borrowed it but I would keep it and play the shit out of it yeah. for months yeah and I was so obsessed with it that I was like there's even a that there was a secret. So Mega Man is Capcom, who mm -hmm. also does Street Fighter. Yep. Right? And there was this thing I found out about. And I, uh, I was, how old was I? I was probably like 12 or something, 11, 12. Um, there was a thing where if you did this level over and over, and at the end, you, like you're on this cart, and it goes really fast, and you shoot everything. Uh, and then at the end, you jump on top of a cliff, and then you jump and die. Well, you have to have all the... Uh, all the bosses must be dead. All the you gotta have all the sub tanks, all the power ups and everything. And you keep dying that same way seven times. And at the end, and you do it one more time, and there's a capsule that shows up, and you get to do Hadouken. All of that to do one Hadouken, but the Hadouken kills everybody instantly. If you if you had full health, the Hadouken kills everybody instantly. So it's one of those like like Easter egg kind of things. Yeah. But like, there there are people who do you know the, the speedrunners? Yes, there are people who do speedrunners on on Mega Man X. Uh, the it had it had such an attitude compared to the the other ones because the right. other ones it was like oh Mega Man's blue he just shoots but this one is like oh it's Mega Man and then he upgrades he gets like speed boots like boost boots or whatever and then he gets a, a an armor and then he gets an upgrade to his weapon and then he gets a helmet so all everything you upgrade gives you access to different things mm -hmm. in each level so it kind of sounds like a predecessor to a lot of like the customization and accessorization that games got later on down the line like right see because i didn't play mega man uh like at all really but i always dug the artwork but never was really into mega man so i didn't know that even way back then, that they had that level of customization or even like upgrading. Well, it's more in, of in a, that... you, you unlock this and that gives you access because you you literally played each stage maybe two or three times to yeah. get everything. Okay. So just the replayability within the game, because if it's a linear game, you don't really go back. You keep going forward mm -hmm. and you beat the game and you're done. Right. But here it's like, okay, I'm going to do one playthrough. Oh, I forgot one tank. And on this, where is it on this level? So you have to explore. A little bit, even though you have to keep going right, 
uh, you have to go up and down. Sometimes there's some, uh, you slide down one of the cliffs and then, oh, there's a hidden chamber and then there's a life there, whatever. So there was some, some level of exploration. Music was dope. There was consequences to like how you beat the game. Uh, the upgrades were great. And again, like the music, let's see. There you go. So shit like that. that like, it's that no gets Toe Jam and Earl. Huh? It's no Toe Jam and no, Earl. No, Toe Jam and Earl is way more back. <laughs> toe Jam is like, it's yeah. really slow. Yeah, yeah. But this is like, hey, I'm going to need you to to get hype because this is, this is serious shit. Yeah. So like. Like, there's no way you're, like, you're, you're just sitting there with your controller. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm into this. Like, yeah, you yeah, were yeah. in it. That's what Mega Man X did to me. Okay. And I still play it to this day. And I can't wait to play it with my son. All right. Word. I can't, I can't, I can't say shit to that. I, I mean. Because I don't, I, like I said, I never really got into it. But I understand I'll show that. I'll it to you I, after. Oh, you have to go get. I have to play. go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I understand, like, a lot of people love Mega Man. And it just wasn't my jam because just. Never really had that introduction to it, but bet. All right, so you got Mega Man. Uh, my second one, mm-hmm. uh, Mass Effect three. If we're gonna be specific, but only I only listen isn't the same. It's similar to Fallout. It's first person shoot shit, post apocalyptic. No, no, no. Because again, War. again, Fallout two was uh, not a first person shooter. It was a RPG. Uh, uh, turn-based RPG. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, where you got to like I don't know why you had to move each a... of your squad mates. You know, like when you got into action, you had to get action points that you had to mm-hmm. get them to do. Anyways, uh, Mass Effect though was a third-person shooter, or is a third-person shooter. Um, I'm not talking Andromeda, the new one they had came out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I go with Mass Effect Three because whenever I get to Mass Effect Three, I always feel like uh, you can breathe. Like ah, yeah, this is how the game is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Mass Effect One and Two, great. Um, but fuck, like even by the, like by the time Mass Effect 2 came out, Mass Effect 1 felt old in the mechanics of the game. Mm -hmm. And then when Mass Effect 3 came out, Mass Effect 2's mechanics felt old and Mass Effect 3 like still holds up now. Uh, the reason it's like so replayable though, is because like from the, from the first game you had to, the story was so good that you wanted to play it again, Mm -hmm. but also it was like your character the same, like you took your character from game to game. So the guy that you make in the Commander Shepard you have in Mass Effect One, mm-hmm. based on the decisions you made in Mass Effect One, that affects the story of Mass Effect Two. Wait, how so? If they're two different games, because it's uh, the sequel. So then they just upload the data from your first game. Well, what what year are we talking? This is what uh, first one came out in two thousand seven, in I think. Or 2008. Then so you need the first one to play the second one? No, no, no. Because you save the data, right? And like you didn't have. Oh, it would carry over. Yeah, if the, you have it. The data carries over. So like you didn't oh. have me- you didn't have memory cards anymore. It was saved straight to the system. Right, right. So right, it would right. read that uh, read that save data, and then there were like intentional gaps left in the story that are filled in by the decisions you made on the first one. Mm-hmm. Now, if you didn't play the first game, then they would just ask you some questions, mm-hmm. and you would, and then that would set up the world. Mm-hmm. But it took your so whatever happened to you in in the first one, whatever type of character or class you were, 
mm-hmm. that came into the second one. And then the decisions from the first and second game carried over to the third game. So now with this wow. one character you have, you've got two games worth of backstory that are played out in the third game. Hence Mass Effect. And <laughs> the uh and each game, like say uh you played through the first one one time, like mm-hmm. the highest level you could get was like a level thirty. Okay. So then you play through again and they don't start you off at level one. The second playthrough they start you at level thirty. But is it doesn't that is that isn't that cheating the game? No, that's how the game is set up. So that when you play and the reason why is once you play through the second time, there'll be options available to you in conversation that weren't available to you the first time you played through because you weren't at a high enough level. So it's intended for you to play through again. Oh, so they really want you to play the first one. Well, because then, then that's you a good can... That's marketing technique. So then you, like, well, a lot of people just play through one time and that's it, right? Right. But for people that are, like, into it, it's like, oh, shit, when you play through the second time, I have a high enough level that I can actually stop this person from doing this thing. And which is important because when you get to... there's. Because you, you get attached to the characters in the game because the story's really good, and you're going to lose characters in the game. And you can possibly save some of your team's life uh-huh. by being able to stop them from doing something or getting them to do something. Right. And it just depends on what level you're at. So that's why the first one was so replayable because it was like, I want to be at a level 60. I'm, I've got, you know, able to beat the game, keep my team, as much of them as possible to keep. But then when you go into Mass Effect 2, you started with a bonus based off of what level you were in the first game. So you got like, you know, more points started off at a higher level, higher level in mass effect two coming out. Instead of starting at level one, you start at level 20 type deal. Right. So um, hold on. I'm trying to, I haven't heard any, any video game do it like that. I mean, it's like, it's like, Oh, you have, you have our first one. You, you download the second one on your Xbox, your PlayStation, but because you have the first one, Hey, you've unlocked whatever Mm -hmm. i've seen that but get it to where let's say you built your character with all the i don't know if it's armor whatever weapons blah 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 right the first one then you install the second one and it goes yeah you had a you have a big advantage right now because you already have a bunch of stuff no no you don't you don't you don't bring your your weapons and armor and stuff because this is a different game but what it does is it takes like that stuff you did in the previous game, and instead of starting at starting the game at level one, you'll start at like level fifteen. But what do the levels do? That's what. So I'm each thinking. level you're able to like you have different powers, right? So okay, levels as in you're leveling up as as a player, or level as in you're progressing. Like this is a level one stage, level one. So at level one, you're able to do like these five basic powers at like the minimum. Uh-huh. Because you've only been able to allocate X amount of points. Okay. So if if uh, you so basically the game is you are a commander of uh, a spaceship. Okay. And at this point in humanity, uh, we've now met other races, other species, and stuff in space. You like future games, huh? Futuristic games. I like I like sci-fi good, shit. I like good stories, right? And a the lot sci-fi of sci-fi, shit. a lot of sci-fi stuff has good stories, right? I, I was sure. a Star Wars kid. Um, yeah, makes sense. So one of the things is like you uh you. People have advanced, so now people have, like, biotic powers. So they can do, like, pushes or pulls or lift things with uh, their biotic powers. Or there's, like, tech powers where mm-hmm. you can make a guy that's really into tech and you can, like, have little drones that you have go out and help you fight. Or you're able to overload and do stuff like that. And then you can just be a straight-up soldier that's just like, no, I'm good at all the guns or grenades. I'll go blow your head off, mm-hmm. right? So whatever, wherever you're at on those, like, the higher your level, the more points you have to give to those skills. 
uh, for shooting assault rifles or this type of gun or for doing this type of power, that type of power. Mm -hmm. So when they take your score, your skill, whatever you were at from Mass Effect 1 and upload it to Mass Effect 2, instead of starting off as a level 1 adept, you can start off as a level 15 adept, which means you start the game with stronger powers. Right, so it makes it makes the game easier. No, does, because does the, the game, game actually adapt to the yeah, levels. Yeah, it, it adapts, right? Okay, and, well then that makes sense. And and, and you still are going to have to play through Mass Effect two a second time for that same reason of like trying to get a as strong as you can get, right? So you play a minimum of two playthroughs on Mass Effect one and Mass Effect two. Man, that, just to that have is a trick, you just to have the again. but but if the game sucked, you wouldn't do it, right? Sure. If the game was trash, you're not going to spend. 80 hours twice playing a game if it sucked. Both like It's even better the second time around because you're strong enough to do things that you weren't able to do before. The whole story of Mass Effect 2 is like humans are being abducted by this group called the Collectors, and you have to take a suicide squad or suicide mm -hmm. mission to stop them. And when you go on that mission, if you don't have the loyalty of everybody on your team, then you lose people on your mission, right? Oh, uh, Right. Okay. But if you have the loyalty of everybody on your team, then there's a higher chance that your whole team survives. So I've done it like the very first time I played through, I lost one person. I was like, well, fuck, like, can you do this without losing anybody? All right, let's play it again and see if I can do it without losing anybody. Oh, OK. And then and then the next time I played through, I lost like three people. I go, How the fuck? So like this last play, because like, I'm actually literally playing Mass Effect three right now. Uh, I'm currently that's the game I'm currently playing is Mass Effect three. And so I just finished Mass Effect 2 uh, two weeks ago. And How many times have you played it? The entire series? Yeah. If you were to count every single time you actually did a playthrough. I probably played through Mass Effect 1 like 25, 30 times. What? Probably played through Mass Effect 2. Like You were not married back then, right? Right. Uh, like 20 times. And then I've played through Mass Effect 3 like 10 times or so, maybe 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 8 That's times. That's a lot. Mass but, Effect 3, let's see, came out in 20, 2012, yeah. like 10 years ago. So, like, I probably played through that one like 8 times. But the reason I, for the, the number being so high is because, you know, I played through Mass Effect 1, probably, probably like 3 characters. So that's 6 playthroughs, mm -hmm. right, off the rip right there. Then massive, and then I took each of those characters and uploaded them to Mass Effect Two, so that you know, and so it was like I tried it as an adept, I tried it as a vanguard, I tried it as this, you know, as a sentinel, tried it all these different ways, and then when then when you get to Mass Effect Two, it's like all right, I'm gonna go back and play through Mass Effect One, leading into Mass Effect Two coming out, and then so that happens, then you get to Mass Effect Three, and it's like okay, I've got my three characters that I took through Mass Effect One, that I also took through Mass Effect Two. And now I'm going to do Mass Effect 3 with each of these three characters. What what platform did you play it on? Xbox. This was this is all Xbox? All Xbox. Bi yeah, BioWare is only Xbox, right? Mm, now it is. Okay. No, no, it's EA. So it's it's everywhere. Oh, it's EA now. That's yeah. Right. At the time, though, it was only Xbox. And then uh, when it got acquisition, acquired by uh, EA, mm -hmm. now it's everywhere. Got it. So And then once you get to Mass Effect 3, then it's like, all right, I got to play through the whole series again. So, like, that's what I'll do now. Is like every few years, I'll just play through the whole series again and start back at Mass Effect 1 and be like, oh, this shit. 
Oh man, I forgot. It's like it's so old the way that everything. But does operates. it change? But is it does it change because of the characters you have now? No, no, no. Because it's starting from scratch. Back at Mass Effect One, so you go back to Mass Effect One, start from scratch, right, and make a character playthrough, right, one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. So the guy that like Mass, I'm in I'm two weeks into Mass Effect Two right now, and the character I'm using is the same one that I used uh, last month when I played through Mass Effect Two, and then back in like September when I started Mass, or no, like July, because Mass Effect One takes so long to play through because it's like so clunky. Oh, are we talking twenty hours, forty hours? Oh, they're each easily forty, 40 hours. That's not so bad. Yeah, at, le- at least. And that's just me because I know the and game. There's no side quest, none of yeah, that. Yeah, there's all that shit. Oh, you don't do that? Yeah, I do all that. But I, I've, you know, it's like, like oh, yeah. Percentage I percentage of completion? It's like, oh, yeah, I remember how to do this. And then blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but uh, what if uh, because you're leveling up your mm-hmm. characters throughout the series, mm-hmm. does the actual, the story's the same, the mm-hmm. challenge is the same, mm-hmm. the... The action is the same. You know the boss. I know the, there's bosses. Mm-hmm. The bosses are the same. Mm-hmm. They're just easier now that you live. No, that's, that's the thing. It's not easy. So it keeps adapting every time. It's hard. Like you know what I'm saying. You, it, it's hard. It's always hard. It's always going to be a challenge to beat Mass Effect. There's no guarantee on Mass Effect Two that you're going to come out of that suicide mission with everybody. Doesn't matter. It's always hard. Uh-huh. It's always. It's a good fucking game. So the goal is to not lose people. In that one, it was. So, and then Mass Effect 3 is like the culmination of this whole big story of like this race that's coming, uh, of, of like machine aliens coming to wipe out all organic life in, in the universe. Mm-hmm. It happens on a cycle, and it's time for this, for this cycle of beings to be wiped out so that the next group can then come behind them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that that invasion happens, and Mass Effect Three is you fight like fighting to save all not humanity, but like everybody. You know, like no, we we don't we're not going to be extinct again. You're not going to fucking come through and wipe out all civilization as we know it in the universe. I'm that I'm that nigga. I'm gonna stand up to y'all, and I'm gonna stop this shit from happening. That's what Mass Effect. That, that's the culmination of that story. So. All the decisions that you made in the first two games determine who's going to be available in the third game. It could be a character that that was on your crew in the first game that now is like a politician that you can lean on, or it'll be that same character if he died in the first game is played by somebody that you don't have that relationship with and they're not going to help you. That's an interesting concept. I I, I, got, I got to respect that because it's it's sick, dog. I, it, I've, I've never seen anything like I never heard. I'm not a. Big. So, how would you classify this game? It's a it's a third person shooter, uh, futuristic game. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a space game, um, but it's a story driven game more than anything. And it's got a lot of you know you can go here, go there, wherever you want, in whatever order you want to do it. Uh, but there's consequences to your actions, and that plays out in the ending of all the games. Mm-hmm. You know, like who on your crew fucks with you and who doesn't. Who wants to help you uh, in your war efforts against the Reaper invasion? Mm-hmm. Who's going to help you? Who's not going to help you based off of your fucking decisions that it's you made? politics and shit in games. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets into that. But, I mean, the story itself is great. And if they wanted to make, like, a Mass Effect, I think they're making a Mass Effect show. Yeah. That, just like Fallout, is like, I bet it's going to be good because the story's so great. Right. But, like, watching it, it's like, I, it's, it'd be interesting to see how I feel watching the story, knowing, like, man, I remember that part of the game. And he was just fucked up. Why would you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, why, that, yeah. that's why adaptation. I'm always kind of. There's, yeah, it's yeah, kind of. I, I, get, I get it. There's something with the adaptation there. But, but you know they're gonna do 
Well, they can either. It's a series. I believe so. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you have to watch one too. Yeah. Because like with, you with um like with, the game with Last of Us, like I didn't play Last of Us because it's on PlayStation. Right. Um. But from what I understand, it's like a story. You're following these two characters, and there's not like a lot of free will in in the game. No, it's pretty linear. Right. It's pretty linear. Whereas these games, you know, a lot of it is your decision. And that's what that's why it's like I don't know how that's going to come off because Last of Us that's a linear story that you can just adapt to television. But when you have a show or a, a game that's kind of like create your own adventure, right? Right, right. How right. how I decide to respond to this person could affect this thing or me my in, my inactivity to help this person out causing them to be dead means that two games from now when I have to go to those people for help that there could be somebody in that position that's like Nah, you let our dude die. Or, I mean, in the first one, do you have the option of saving the Galactic Council or letting them die? <laughs> we sound like geeks right now. It's, whatever. <laughs> We're talking about video games, right? But uh, like that's, that's a choice that you have to make in the first game. Do you save the council or do you let them die? And hey. whatever decision you make impacts what's going to happen in the next two games because they're going to be like, oh, you're the dude that saved the council. Or, yeah, fucking humans looking out for yourselves. You let the council die. You know what I'm saying? What if Netflix does it to where it's like a choose your own thing, kind of like how they did with that one? Then I'd rather just show. play the game. Well, yeah, you always rather. Play then why the game. am I? Gonna, I'm not gonna fucking sit there and pick yes or no on the fucking Netflix, bitch. Tell me where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I Who turned knows? you on for you to show me. Hey, I'm saying that now when it comes to shows, now they can come up with some crazy shit. So they, you never they could. Know. But uh, now I don't know why, but I, I always had this games like Fallout, Mass Effect. Um, what's another one? Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, Skyrim. Uh, I always, put, I always, for some reason, thought they were first-person shooters, which I hate. Yeah, no, no. I hate first-person shooters. They give, me, they make me dizzy, and I, I hate not having like a three, at least a one eighty view of where I'm going. Fallout, like when it came to console, to console, went to a first-person view, but you could always switch the view to third-person if you wanted to. Okay, so you could play enough. it in third or first. But Fallout Three, like as far as like the going from the PC to the console, yeah, fucking Fallout Three was amazing. Like, and they did so much fan service, like because it's like I remember that motherfucker. Like, they talk about shit. that's like I remember I did that uh-huh. in the other game, and there's a lot of that type of shit. But like, yeah, Fallout on the console is uh, definitely more in the first person. And I'm not a big first person shooter game either. Mm-hmm. But they have the VAT system on there, which is amazing. Which came from the PC game where you could uh, hit this thing and it like the thing on your wrist, on your character's wrist, mm-hmm. it would like help you aim so you could shoot specific body parts, right? So you select which body part you want to shoot and it'll give you the percentage of you hitting that body part. And so like on the PC, it was dope because it was like, all right, I'm going to cripple these motherfuckers, shoot their legs out, mm-hmm. then I can move around or whatnot. And but it was like you know the camera was above, looking down in the room type oh, deal. Oh, okay, okay. But in on when it got to the console, it's first person shooter. But then when somebody popped out, you could just tap that button. It brings up the vats thing, and you select what body part. So it felt less hectic. Mm-hmm. As long as you had the action points to use your vats, uh, like I didn't run around and shoot a lot of shit really well. But I pull that vats up real quick, be like I got an eighty four percent chance of shooting this motherfucker in his left foot. I bet I'll do that. And, and then hit that thing and then shoot a motherfucker in his foot. And you can select, like, you know, you got 12 action points. Well, it takes two action points to shoot this gun, four action points to shoot this gun right. in that thing. So it's like, all right, cool. I can hit, I can shoot him twice in his leg, 
run around for a little while, let it build back up, hit it again, shoot him. And you know, like it was it was dope. That was the dope thing about Fallout was they had that system. Okay, so Fallout Mass Effect. What you got? Uh, What's your second one? So I think there's a pattern here. Uh, you got another platformer? No, this is the beat 'em up game, Ooh. which is a lost art. What you got? Streets of Rage two. Okay, Streets of Rage two on Genesis, mm-hmm. right? I own a Super Nintendo. I, I was a Nintendo and then PlayStation. I had Dreamcast. Uh, I had a Saturn too at one point, uh, but. I always went to my friend's house to play Genesis. That's how I played Toy mm-hmm. Jam and Earl and uh, the Mickey Mouse Same. game. And, I had the Nintendo and, and, games. And Quackshot and all those games. Right? My friends had Genesis. I had Nintendo. So I'd go right. over there and play exactly. Genesis. They'd come over to my house. Yeah, we all we all did that. So the the, the art of the beat-em-up was like, hey, you walk. Yeah, you walk around and beat up people. Mm-hmm. You all remember Double Dragon. Double Dragon was a shit. Double Dragon. Double Dragon 2. Let me say, Double Dragon 2 on Nintendo we played that game so much, and I don't think it took us over a year to beat it, me and my brother, because it was so freaking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, soundtrack to Double Dragon 2 was dope. Level 2 of Double Dragon 2. The first two, song you played from Mega Man, I was like, this sounded like, sound like uh, Streets of Rage to me. No, Streets of Rage. So let me tell you about Streets of Rage. So Streets of Rage came out in, on, on the first one came out on, in, on Genesis. It was pretty cool because, I mean, you had, at the time, you had Final Fight. You had the uh, Turtles, Ninja Turtles in time on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like, all these, uh, beat em up was a genre of game. Mm-hmm. Like, Golden Axe, mm-hmm. Altered Beast. Like, there was a bunch of those. Streets of Rage came out at a point where, hey, we just wanted a greedy beat em up game. Yeah. With a dope soundtrack. We're going to pick, we're going to have this dude, Axel. We're gonna have this girl Blaze and this other dude, Ad, black dude Adam, mm-hmm. and that was the first one. So you walk around, there's a bunch of you know criminals, or whatever, and just beat them. You up. didn't question anybody. No, you just walked just in, walk and up and and, and beat grab them up. turkeys off the ground. No shit. And yes. Picked up knives and yes. threw them at people. Now here's the upgrade from Streets of Rage one to Streets of Rage two. Jumping. Now you could jump in the first one. I was being facetious. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the move set got better. Did it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Streets of Rage 2 had... You could get a grab each, in the second one, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you could also... You could grab in the first one. But the second one, you had two super moves per uh, character. Yes. Yeah, the, the spinning and one thing. Of them, yeah. One of them took some health away. The other one didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were more... The, the, the enemies were way more varied. Uh, and I, I, I'll say it again. The fucking music. The, the 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 composer of the whole Streets of Rage uh, series, his name is Yuzo Koshiro. That dude does shows. I've, I saw a video of him on YouTube where he's doing a concert and he's playing Streets of Rage soundtrack. One, two, and three. And the crowd goes nuts. Nuts. That's not in America. Of course not. Okay. Of course. Right. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> really? We don't have time. Of, of course not. No, no, no. When's the beat going to drop? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, but so. Can you play Mario? <laughs> Did it? Can you play Pac-Man? I know that one. Shh, get the fuck out of here. So, um, the, I play Street of Rage 2. Like, if I want to play a game, like, I, I play two types of games. I, I play, like, the, the, the complex games, like a 
like a God of War or Assassin's Creed was mm-hmm. like open world. I always have one of those going on and right. a simple game. I have Streets of Rage 4. So they remade Streets of Rage mm-hmm. and it looks like cartoony and everything. I play that shit all the time because it's simple. Just walk around, beat them up. I don't have to think much. It's linear. And I just try to go, okay, how far can I go? How far can I get by myself? Mm-hmm. And also the, the fact that you're playing a game it's not online. I mean, at the time, you're playing next to with your friend. You're not going against each other. Love that. Yes, that you're on the couch and you're like, all right, you got that guy. Got you take the right side of the screen. I take the left side of the screen, right? And then okay, you grab. Uh, oh, your health is low. Okay, you grab the chicken. I'll take the apple later. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to. Let me get that knife. Let me get that knife. Let me get yes, that knife. Yes. And there were sometimes we can you can you hurt each other in four? There's the mode you can. Okay, because that was my, like, I played with my son, uh, Streets Rage 2, because uh-huh. we have the uh, Genesis, yeah, and, like, that's one of the, like, his favorite games on there, Sonic, Sonic 2, yeah. and then Streets of Rage, it's the shit, but whenever we play Streets of Rage 2 together, I'm like, motherfucker, if you hit me again, <laughs> no, no, now you gotta fight him by yourself, <laughs> no, Mr. Badass, you want to do the spinning kick with your stupid skates, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, oh, now, that's right, that's right. <laughs> with Blaze as you, yeah. yeah, now now you can go fight him by yourself. I like the, the boss fights. I thought were dope mm-hmm. uh, in Streets of Rage. When you play the the, the bartender, uh, the dude with the with the claws, like you go into this amusement park, yeah, and it's all fuzzy and shit. And then you, um, the I forgot what his name was. Uh, there was the boxer guy. There was the wrestler dude, and there was that that that. that and f- two, yeah, I never made it that far. Okay, did you make it to the elevator I'm- part? Elevator, you, you, like you go to, uh, you go to the to the like a baseball field, and nah. you end up in this, in this elevator, nah. and you have to kick, baseball yeah. field. Yeah, nah, I ain't never made it to no bit. Like, listen, you, you I, play with your son. That's yeah, why. I know. I, I, yeah, <laughs> if we play together, we'll beat the game. Possibly. I mean, like me and him played the Ninja Turtle game, the Turtles in Time, uh, the newest one. Oh, the uh, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, the new one that came out yeah. last year. Yeah, uh, and and he held, he can hold his own on there, but he can't fuck me up, right? So that's the good thing is that he don't fuck me up. Uh-huh. And I and I say he holds his own. It's just like I I say that meaning he makes it to the end of the level. Mm-hmm. But then when they tally up the kills and shit, I'm sitting here with like 157, and he's got like 45. And then Kennedy's sitting there with zero and the fucking <laughs> pacifier. Or, yeah, because the whole time is Ken. Walk this way. <laughs> get from walk like, this way. No, no, I remember playing with my brother, and it didn't get the whole like you have to line up with the enemy to punch him. Yeah. So the enemy would be up. He'd be down. He'd be, he'd be punching the air like I can't hit him. I'm like just move up. And guess what? If you if you move up or down into him, you're gonna grab him. And once you grab him, you can headbutt him. You can punch him. You can yeah. do like a super or whatever it is. But I used to laugh my ass off because he'd be punching the air or he'll be. Standing like on the edge of the screen, and as an enemy like off screen, yeah, it just kicks you, and, and you, you go across the screen. Yeah. yeah, what happened? And that's there's that one level when you're on the bridge, and not, there's these uh, uh, dudes on motorcycles. Yeah, I remember that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's stuff like that because I think it's. Uh, I'm glad they remade it because Super Rage Four is pretty dope. But I would love for a like a remake, not a remake, not I won't say a remake, but like an upgrade to like a Double Dragon. Mm, double Dragon. I or played like Double Dragon bad on PC. Dudes back in the back in the day, there was the, remember the Punisher arcade. No, there was a lot of those uh, uh, um, dinosaurs and Cadillacs. Those are arcades beat them up like Final Fight. Like those. I don't games. think they called that 
that here in America. I don't no, think it was, it was. It was. It was called Dinosaurs it, and Cadillacs. Yes, it was. A, it was a cartoon. That too. sounds like a black exploitation movie. If I've ever <laughs> heard one, Dinosaur Cadillacs and, and dinosaurs. It was a game. Yeah, Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Yeah, I fuck, it was a TV series. It was. It was a cartoon. That was Denver, the last dinosaur. No, I know Denver. I don't fuck with me. I know Denver. Denver, the last dinosaur. He's my friend and a whole lot more. I'll do it in French, but I'm not going to. Please don't. Yeah. You, you lose. Denver. <laughs> no. See, it sounds. I almost threw my water at you. I almost <laughs> threw my water but, in your but, face. But anyway, so I, I, I believe that there's these these old genres of, of video games like uh, uh, Porn and Click is another one that's making a comeback. Porn and Click? Point and Click. Got you. Like uh, LucasArts from back in the day, mm-hmm. like Day of a Tentacle or uh, uh, Monkey Island, like those are coming back. But the beat em up kind, I think that we've lost the sense of, hey, let's just, let's just sit on the couch together and play a game. Everything is virtual. Everything is online. And that's what I appreciate about Streets of Rage shoot, and it is the reference. It is the bar mm-hmm. when it comes to beat 'em up games at that time. So that's my that's my second one. All right. Well, in the in the in the spirit of that, my third one, Mass Effect Four, <laughs> Armageddon, is, is, some shit like Ma- that. Mass Effect Fallout <laughs> Two, <laughs> Armageddon, some shit. Uh, my number two, or no, my my last my last one is going to be. Uh, Fight Night Champion, Fight Night in the honor in, in, in the spirit of that Fight Night Champion. Like so, Fight Night was a boxing series uh, uh, they had like from EA in mm-hmm. the early two thousands, and it was like every other year or so there was like Fight Night, then Fight Night Two, then Fight Night Round Three, mm-hmm. then Fight Night Round Four, and then the last one they came out with was called Fight Night Champion. Now most people will say Fight Night Three or Fight Night Four might have been the best one. Everybody was really excited about Fight Night Four because that's when we finally got Mike Tyson. You know, it was oh, like, then okay. you can finally do Tyson versus Ali, and you can Ali do Tyson. was in the game. Yeah, all of them. Ali was in all of them. Uh, wow! So, but, Frazier, everybody, yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Foreman, yes, yes. And so, uh, holy field, everybody. So, Fight Night Champion for me was the best of them all because uh, it had the best parts of the actual fighting mechanic, and mm-hmm. it also had like great replayability for you to play by yourself. I still play that game today. Like if I get bored or whatever, just I'm gonna just fucking let loose. I will put on Fight Night still, and I you can start you can take your you can build a boxer and take him through his whole career mm-hmm. and fight it all out. And there's a story mode, and you can play the story mode. But the best part of it was on after work in my twenties, going over to your homeboy's house to sell weed, <laughs> and there'll be three or four people over there, and Fight Night's on, and we sit there and we would play Fight Night. All damn night long. We played fight night damn near till the sun came up. And it, it was one of those joints where it's like, you know, me versus you, soon, loser pass the sticks. Mm-hmm. And then you got to sit there after you lost. Oh, we did that with fighting games. Yeah. Street Fighter and all that that's, stuff. That's, yeah, how, that's yeah. how this was, where, you know, you sit there and you got to wait for two other people to get their turn. And then it's like, I hope this motherfucker don't lose. I'm going to beat his ass when I get back on these sticks. I hope this motherfucker <laughs> don't lose because I'm going to get your ass, Man, Lewis. See, that alone is something that I don't know if this generation gets. That And like me and my cousin were talking about this the other day because he was trying to tell me that I'm not a gamer or whatever and, and because I'm not online playing. He's like, motherfucker, you don't understand. I came up with 
you know, four or five deep in a living room or in a dorm room, yes. passing the sticks on Tekken, Tekken Tag. Yeah. Fucking, oh. <laughs> and, but, and fight night was like, for me, like that was, that's the pinnacle of that shit. That's just you and the boys drinking, smoking, chilling, doing whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. and fucking everybody's into it. Everybody's in, Everybody that's in the room is into the game. Everybody's into the fight, the match, whatever. And with fight night, you know, if it went longer, just everybody's talking shit. Oh shit! You sitting there with that pressure on you, like man, this motherfucker better not get knocked out right now and shit. And oh, it was great knowing the combos and how to throw the hands, how to block. You yeah. know, like I was real, I was really good at like you know the head movement and hitting the jab. And they used to be, you come in that stank ass jab again. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me figure out the moves real you, quick. Yeah, you stank ass, and then you start criti- criticizing how they play. Like if you're a person that uses the buttons or if you use the stick, you know, because you, you, you could throw the punches with a stick or you could throw, oh button pushing motherfucker you know over what there. You're doing? Oh, anybody can push the buttons and do it. Use oh, the stick like I, a real man. I, I, I use tell, the I, stick. I, I, tell, I tell you this. So we had a rule when it comes to like fighting games. Uh, any fighting game, Street Fighter, Fatal Fury, King of Fighter, whatever, Kill Instinct, where it's like my brothers and I and me were like, okay, turn the game on. We don't look at the booklet because back then you had the booklet with the moveset, mm-hmm. right? Can't hit start and look at them either, right? Everybody knows there was like a quarter circle forward, quarter circle, quarter circle back, half circle, whatever, right? Back, forward, front, yeah, back. Yeah, like easy shit. Uh, and my youngest, my youngest brother, he does like all the esports stuff. Like he travels and like he he plays like Street uh, Street Fighter Five or whatever, right? But when he was a kid, and you can ask him, he's right outside. <laughs> he used to, he would suck, but he he do like this, like, uh, how do you do that move? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you show him, he goes, oh, like this, like this. Like this, and then he just like picks it up, and then whoops, he whoops my ass, our asses, with the move we just showed him, and then from that on it was over. Like you get like you're on the like stuck on the side of the screen, you won't even hit the floor no more. Like you, you're in the air, you're just doing a combo on your ass. Yeah, yeah, that's what he would do. And I would beat him, he would beat my brother, my brother would beat me. But it was like I have my character, you can't pick my character. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, right, that right. too. Yeah, of course. Because like when we would play Fight Night, like. Depending on who you were fighting, too, you might have a different character, right? Uh-huh. Like, whenever me and my boy Josh would fight, like, I'm talking about, like, from fight night, probably from three on, like, like he, I knew he couldn't knock out Holyfield. Uh-huh. So I would always bring out Holyfield because, Holy, like, I liked Holyfield's hooks. I liked his uppercuts. And he would bring out Ali or whatever. And we would, and it was like, oh, you're going to bring out bitch-ass Holyfield again? <laughs> You'll be out, bitch ass Holyfield. So All right, bring Holyfield's bitch ass out here. I bet I'll bite his ear like Mike did. Let's go, motherfucker. Yeah, and that, that was like part of the, the thing was like, not only is it like, oh, I'm, like I'm taking on back, but I got to take on this bitch ass motherfucker back. I always try to bring out the whoop. Yeah, I'll whoop Jermaine Taylor's ass again. Bring his ass out here. It don't matter. You know, it was. Was that combos or anything? Yeah, yeah. So it was supers? like. No, no supers. It was straight boxing. Oh, okay. It was straight boxing. Like, there was a, a button you can hold for, like, power punches. Right. But that would take more of your stamina away and leave you more open for a counter. Right. So, But this is all just straight hands. So it was like, you know, working jabs, straights, combos, working body, you know, Did hooks. Did you practice? Is there a practice mode? you practice by yeah, yourself? Yeah, you play by yourself or whatnot. But, I mean, the thing is, is, like, the game is very intuitive. Uh-huh. Especially when you got the champion. Like, within – anybody can learn to play this game within – 
within three times, within three turns, you'll know how to play. You can play good enough that you can put up a little bit of a fight. You know, especially like right. if it's your first time, be treat you try to treat everybody the same. First time, I ain't just gonna come out here and beat your ass. Cause I know you don't know the button, so I'm gonna sit here and tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Let you throw some combos at me and shit. Then say, okay, if you feel comfortable, cool. Night, night. And then pass the six. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next time you try, it's like, all right, I'm going to let you get a little bit more offense in. And then within within 15 to 20 minutes, you're, you'll feel comfortable enough that you feel like you can talk some shit. All right, motherfucker, let me in. And then you get knocked the fuck out. Did you ever get the, like, oh, hold on, let me, let me learn the moves real quick. And they don't tell you when it's back on. They just keep punching you because you're like, all right, just go ahead, try to move, try to move. Well, yeah, yes. Or like, hey, I don't think my control is working, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, motherfucker, why you hit me? Why you hit me upside my head, motherfucker? I you were trying to move. Or it's like it's not working, and you walk over, and then they start punching you. It's like, psych. But uh, no, like, fight what, night. What, was there like a uh, like if you pick Ali, like the stats were out of this world, so you would win all the time? It's like ne- it's like a cheat. Not you necessarily. Do it. You still got to know how to fight. You still got to know how to play. Uh, oh, that's good. And and everybody had like every fighter has their thing that they're good at because you have like stats for like your right hook, your left hook, your uppercuts, body punches, your blocking stats, your head movement, feet, all those mm-hmm. different you know stats played a part. So if I had somebody that was like you know you could have Ali, but I might have somebody that's got like a ninety-five and left uppercut, and I just wait for you to throw a power punch and hold that arm out a little too long and one left upper hook up uppercut can end the fight. Mm-hmm. Like you're on your ass. Sorry, Ali. So there was always that, you know, and we would have great match cause they had like all the weight classes. So, you know, all, so you could have, you know, fucking go down to the middle weights and have like De La Hoya versus Trinidad and shit and have those battles or have B hop versus, uh, um, Oh, what's my man? Roy Jones Jr. You can like, you know, Damn. they have the, the roster the was, ex, the roster was extensive, right? Like how many players you think? Oh, at least characters? like, at least like 80, 80 to a hundred. 80? Yeah. Cause I'm talking about, they'd have like, even uh, Tekken don't have 80. Well, we're talking boxers and, and like, by the time you got the fight, like night international. Champion, yes. Like the, like, wow. um, Julio Cesar Chavez in there. Fucking, um, oh, uh, um, Got Robinson, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray mm-hmm. Leonard, Tommy Hearns, uh, wow. the Hurricane, uh, D- Dempsey, freaking like all the legends and stuff. Even back to um, Josh Johnson. Did it look realistic? Yeah, Joe Lewis is in it. Like they, yeah. I mean, I don't know a whole lot of boxing stuff, but I, I, from a fighting game perspective, it like, looked great, okay. especially for like that. And like I said, I still play the game now. I'll still. You know, like once a year, I'll get a hair at my butt and be like, I'm going to start a new boxer. And you start your own? Can you make your own? Yeah, you just and you make your guy, and you start your career in, in the amateurs, and you fight your way through the amateur tournament. Then you go pro, and then you select your fights, work your way up the card, mm-hmm. up to, you know, get the three belts. Then you get to move up a weight class and fight there and then retire as a Hall of Famer if you if you make it that good. But you I mean, it, it's that, that makes me think of, uh, are you familiar with um, the Def Jam game? Yeah. Fight for New York. Yeah. Like, you remember, it reminds me of that because you're dealing with real people. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to get, like, their their moves and their, of course, their stats. But you're trying to be as realistic as possible. They are, like, and they, and they have the styles down. But then there's going to be, like, you know, a lot of people just have, like, these generic styles. You know, and there's, like, multiple, like, smooth or power or quick. Right. You know, but then you've got, like, straight up Ali. 
and it punches and looks Ali and moves. Prime. Uh, yeah, of course. But it's, and it punches the punches and everything. It looks like Ali or Roy Jones, and the punches look like Roy Jones punches or you know Frazier, and that looks like that was his swing, right? Uh-huh. And you can and those those play those people they look like what you would see when you watch a video of them, right? The way they move, the way they throw their punches, the way they react. But then you're gonna put like you make you create a character. I want all these punches, but I want to block like the Philly shell. So I'm gonna have this block, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have him punch like Ali, or however you want to do it. You you can uh, mix and match them up like that for your own character. Uh, so like like oh James Tony's on that bitch. Yeah, they got tons of people. So like it's just dope to that's be able a, to. That's a huge roster. Yeah, it's a huge roster of like real boxers and shit, and it's always fun to just be like. Yeah, I'm going to be a welterweight, and I'm going to make me a welterweight and fight your way through the welterweight division all the way up. And you fight all the legends along the way. Uh, but it's always random. It's not like it's the same. Oh. It's not the same every time. The only thing that might be the same is, like, th- these three people might be the champions when you started off. Uh-huh. But, like, the rankings and stuff, it's pretty random. Uh, most of the names and legends are going to be up closer to the top, of course, based off of their ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, like, ratings-based where everybody is. So And there's going to be, like, a bunch of characters that they just make up that you fight at the beginning like you know there might be a billy joseph that's not a real person it's just a fucking dude you got to beat up to get to some real niggas you know <laughs> but like punch out <laughs> yeah you go out there and you and you but you can get knocked the fuck out by these cats i might I, you know what talking to you made me want to go fucking play this shit tonight i might have to go throw some hands all right but yeah like fight, fight night and then they have a great story mode where you play this boxer and his story and you can unlock characters by going through the story mode. This guy goes to jail. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a boxer. He goes to jail. And then you're in there like having to do bare knuckle fights in jail with this boxer mm-hmm. against these fucking Aryan Nation motherfuckers. It's a fucking boxing game. You're in there fucking fighting American History X. It's great. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, bare knuckle fighting in jail. Well, is, is anything else outside of boxing going on? No, is it's there, just like, a boxing management? game. Is there, like, no, you, to, like you, go, you go on a circuit? No, like there's, style the, no, that's all like in the story. There might be that, but like you're not controlling it. You're just doing the story mode. But like well, I mean, the story you, mode is because I mean, if you play Jack, if you play against Jack Johnson, mm-hmm. for example, and then Dempsey, and then then you jump ahead. That's that's not in the story mode. That's in like just your career mode. Because there's two different things. There's my career, and then there's like the story. And the story is about this guy Andre Bishop, and it's. You know his story of him going to jail and coming back, and, and but you're playing Andre Bishop and doing all the fights and stuff. So you fighting everybody else, the the in the story mode. Yeah, yeah, you fight like all of his fights in the story mode. So in jail, you fight those fights, and then when you get out of jail and you get back into boxing and you're a sparring partner, you fight the sparring fights, and then you get back in the ring. His whole story, you go through the whole story, right? But you're not fighting legends. Is what no, I'm no, saying. that's all script. It's a scripted story. But the legends and stuff is when you're doing like my career, where you create the back zoom and niggy fucking character uh-huh. and you like i'm gonna be you set your class how you want to punch make them look how you want them to look put the tattoos and everything and then you then you can fight whoever you they put you in an amateur tournament mm-hmm. and you fight in the amateur tournament after that you're a pro and then you start booking your fights and stuff okay and you have to do the training for the fight so you, you know to build your boxer up so you do all the trainings and stuff resting him all that shit get to the big fight and then you and you don't even have like big fights until you break the top 15 before that you're just fighting in mexico city or fucking wherever you yeah, can get a fight but i mean if you were to fight all the legends and then you'd have to like i don't know grow old with no 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 because you do yeah. age you do age like yeah. you know there's years and stuff so you, you start off and you can set your age i would suggest setting your age at i don't know 
18. So that way you get... <laughs> yeah. By the time you get to, yeah. to Tyson, you you're don't want to... Like don't start 35. at... Uh, I'm 37, and then you just put in 37, and then your nigga gets knocked out real fast because you're 37 <laughs> years old in the amateur tournament. <laughs> and then that's you, reti- you retire three years into your career. I never made it to the top. Well, you shouldn't have been 37. You could have been 18. It's <laughs> just dumb. Yeah, be 18 and fucking do your goddamn thing. Nice. Yeah, so it's dope. So you'll age up and your 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 stats, your ratings go up. Mm-hmm. But then as you get older, you'll see them coming back down. It's like, oh, I wanna, you know, you'll see where you can't but hang. Do it. you have to do like weight control? Do you have to train? You have, you have to, to like train. You do, you know, like, like upgrade your level. You have to. Yeah, like they, they, they've got like a bunch of. No, you have you got all the basic punches and shit, right. all that. But like uh, your right hook strength, or your like you get uh, at, you get a like a hundred something. You get points for fights. Mm-hmm. You get points for um, doing your training, which is like you can do heavy bag training where you have to actually do the combos that they're telling you to do on the heavy bag mm-hmm. or do um, just sparring. You get sparring, points for just sparring. Pro, run in the park. None of that. None of that shit. Um, <laughs> but like the easiest way is just doing sparring. And but through sparring, you get a bunch of points. You take those points and you go give them to whatever stat you want to give them to to make that better. So I was like, I'm going to work on my left hook. So I got... 5,000 points, I'm going to spend 5,000 points on my fucking left hook. Is Rocky in it? The the real person, yes. Not Rocky Balboa from the movie, but like oh, the, the person that Rocky's based off of, Yeah, yes, okay, he's in there. It would have been dope if they had Rocky in there and then Creed. And uh, I think maybe in one of them they had them. I think maybe in like... Is it unlockable? Yeah, like something That'd you could do. It was like Fight Night 4 or 3, 4 I think, you, I think you could get Rocky. Um, but yeah, I think in Mr. T... But oh no. yes, that would be dope. But it's but it but Fight Night's dope. It's mad replayable. I've been playing that game since two thousand nine. Online? And, no, like I got the game. Yeah, but do you play online against other people? Nah, because the servers aren't even really going anymore. Like, oh. but I when I was younger, like back in the day, like in twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, when the servers were still mm-hmm. popping and shit before Xbox One was a thing. Yeah, I'd get on there, and it was the worst. Because there'd be people that just leveled up like their straight, their right straight to like 99. They had nothing else but like speed and right straight. And then as soon as the match started, they would just hit that button over and over again. And then just walk towards you hitting that button. And if you got hit with it, it was like an instant knockout. And that's all they had. It was like, that's fucking whack. I want to have a fucking match. Like, I don't want to have to fucking dodge this dude and hit him with this. Like, you know, it's it's trash. I got you. So I, I would rather have a match. What's your third game? Uh... This is my all-time favorite game. Mario Kart, I knew it. No, man. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Mario Kart. It's uh, Jet Set Radio Future. What? (laughs) Ready, Jet, go? What? Jet Set Radio Future. What is that? Let me, if I told you that there was a game. So this is a sequel to Jet Ground Radio that came out on Dreamcast in 1999. Okay. Remember the Dreamcast, the oh, yeah. Sega console I had, I had that Dreamcast. failed? Uh, because PlayStation came came out a year later. Um, so Jet Set Radio, the premise is simple. You're playing a bunch of kids on roller skates. It's it's cell shaded graphics. Okay. So look cartoony, right? You're playing these kids on roller skates, and you throw graffiti's on walls, and they dance. And there's gangs. There's like you go into a turf, right? And then the turf is run by these guys called the noise tanks or called the, I forgot the other one, poison jam. And then the way for you to take over their turf is to cover their turf with your graffiti. 
So all you do is uh, roller skate around, grind on everything, and then throw your graffitis on the walls, on the buses, on the windows, on the, the street signs and all that stuff. That sounds like every summer R. Kelly had in the 90s. Roll around town, grind on everything, <laughs> and spray your shit on the walls. <laughs> Yes. Oh man, that was good. All right, I, I saw you were thinking the whole time I was talking. It was like, oh, yeah, that's mm, all Kelly shit. Suspect. Mm. Yeah, with, without without the pen, just straight graffiti. Grind so, on everything. So straight the, everything. the the thing about Jet Set Radio is that one, you're doing all that, and then the cops come after you while you're doing it, and then the mafia comes after you. Why would the mafia come after you? Because you're you're trying to like the plot was just. I don't remember, even remember the plot of Jay Ground Radio, but it was like uh, somebody's trying to take over all the city, and then you're these kids, you're playing these kids that you start with like one kid, and then as you go along, you recruit more kids to come on your crew, mm-hmm. uh, and all the kids look look different. One of them uh, is a big black dude with a gold chain with a boombox on his shoulder, and that's how he skates. And... Again, and there's a theme to all my favorite games is the soundtrack. The soundtrack had Jurassic Five on it. The soundtrack had uh, it by it's by this composer named Hideki Naganuma, and it's very funky, very like housey, mm-hmm. um, and it it and the thing that was so great is that so it, there were songs. It wasn't like one continuous. It's not like you go to the stage. And this is the song to the stage. Think of it like a mixtape. Yeah, kind of like Tony Hawk. Right, kind of like that. Tony Hawk 3 had like an awesome soundtrack. Right, or, or uh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. Kind of like that, right? So there's a song that you hear, the, the radio dial, and then it moves on to the next song. And so um, you basically try to take over these different turfs with your, with your characters, and then your crew gets bigger, and you have a garage where... You can, uh, well, pick which character you want, but they all had unique abilities. Some of them were better at acceleration. Some others were better at grinding. Some others were better at, uh, like, t- like turning corners or stuff like that. So that was the first one. The second one came out in 2002, and it was, actually, it was the reason why I bought an Xbox, the original Xbox, because I love Jet Ground Radio. Uh, I actually burned the thing on DVD so I can play it because I pirated all my Dreamcast games back in the day. Mm. Uh, and then they announced Jet Set Radio, and I saw the trailer, and I was like, holy fuck. They took that concept from that first one and fucking multiplied it by 100. The soundtrack was better. Uh, they had the Arsonist was on the soundtrack. The worlds are bigger. Now you grind on everything. You can do a whole level without touching the ground. And you collect in the spray cans. And it used to be in the first one, you would have to stop in front of a wall, and you had to, like, this, like, uh, how do you call it? You'll say, hey, arrow down. So you go arrow down and then quarter circle up, quarter circle left. In the second one, you just spray the wall. And you can also make your own graffiti of different sizes. Hmm. And store that on your Xbox and use that uh, in the game. And then you can, the soundtrack, you would unlock also as you played. So then you can find uh, tapes in the different worlds where you would, oh, now you get more songs on your soundtrack. And then again, you you're um, you're playing this kid, and this time it's about this guy who has 
who wants to like control the city with like he had this like uh um this music he wants he wants to like play throughout the city to hypnotize people mm-hmm. trying to stop him from that but before that you're just going from one area of the city to the next just spray paint shit so th- there's actually games there's like, no fighting no there's games where after you're done spray painting an, uh, a turf like the the gang actually comes out and now you're playing a game of tag with them so you have to like spray their backs as they skate throughout the the area and areas are huge you're going on roller coaster like um, tracks. You're on skyscrapers. Uh, you're on uh, a, a bus stop with a bunch of uh, what's it called? Uh, rails everywhere. Yeah, like a Shibuya Terminal, which is like very popular in in, in Japan. Alice in Borderland. What Shibuya? Terminal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's known. It's the, it's a real. Place. It's like the the, yeah. uh, the setting for Alice in Borderland. Right. So th- that's that's how they uh, um they they set up the thing. There's also you can race. You can do races if you want. And oh, um, as far as getting more characters, one you have to find them in each world, each area of the city. And second, they challenge you to something. They'll say, "Hey, I'm gonna do these tricks, and I need you to do the same thing." And then if you do kind of like times, horse. Huh? Like horse? Like a, a basketball? Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay. So he's going to go jump on this rail, jump on that rail, jump on that rail, you know, grind on, on this uh, billboard, jump back through a window. You have to do the same thing. Right. Right. And if you do that three times, then you get him. Or it's like, hey, I'm going to race you through the sewers. Yeah, find the exit. You got, I'm going to race you through the sewers. Cool. So you have to go through that. And so I, I keep going back to this game to this day. Um because I don't even think I've beaten it with everything. As far as, you also unlock more graffitis. Hmm. And they're actually pretty dope looking graffitis. And it's like five different sizes. Yeah. The ones that are like just you go once. Other ones you have like six different things, uh, like spots to hit. Like as you grind on it or you, you roll skate on top of it. Uh, you get to you get into some areas where you're like in this industrial complex and there's a freaking tank coming at you. And and to beat the tank, you have to like circle around it and then spray paint like the top of it. So everything is your weapon is is literally graffiti. That's all you can do. And so um the soundtrack, man, uh same thing. Like I played it, but my son loves loves it. Anyway, so unfortunately, the the game was a failure in sales. Mm. It only sold like 80,000 units in the U.S. Okay. And even less in Japan. And um, the problem was they, they bundled it with the console. Like it wasn't doing well, so they bundled it with the console, so they were not making money. The develop the developer company who built the game went out of business, and but it 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 it, it uh, remained a Sega property, and no one since two thousand two has stepped in to say, "Hey, uh, it's time to like remake this." Because there's been talks 
on Reddit and forums like, yo, we need another Dresshead Radio. Because it, it, it became such a cult following. And every once in a while, the, the composer, the guy uh, would like drop clues on Twitter going, hey, uh, I'm working with this other company. They're making like a, a Jesset Radio-like game that's coming out soon. Or, hey, I'm still going out there. I'm still producing music. So here's some of the stuff I did. And you, you'll hear some Jesset Radio influence in what I'm doing. So all these years, I'm talking 2002, so 20 years ago. <laughs> and I, I swear to God, every two to three months, I would Google Jesset Radio 3. Is it coming out? Any news on that? Any news on that? There was actually a, a, um, a small developing team that went in front of Sega and kind of redid it. Like, like uh, not redid it. They just took the characters, made it look, made them look better, you know, very bright colors, looks dope. And Sega went, nah, we ain't doing it. We're not doing it. And this was maybe six, seven years ago. So nothing hmm. for 20 years. And people are like, yo, you keep remaking these dumbass games. And you don't understand, like, there's huge... It, it sucked that it failed as, as a game. Right. But... It, no, but, but nobody's listening to 80,000 people. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, right, we can make that again, or we can go remake this other game that, you know, actually sold millions we'll the make, first time we'll, around. We'll remake DuckTales before we do this. Yeah. Like, we'll remake, you know, we'll put money into the adaptation of Uncharted before we do this. You know, we'll put money into, like, yeah, Mass Effect or whatever. Because they're really good. Like, no, no, don't get me wrong. They're good. They're really good. <laughs> yes, I believe you. Yeah. But nobody's heard of this game. So here's what happened. Ever. Last fall, it was announced that Sega uh, just, they were going to do another Jet Set Radio. Nuh-uh. Yes, 20 years later. Nuh-uh, for real? Yeah. So uh, the, the only thing that was announced is they said they, they're developing a new... IP in a Jesset Radio series. They also talked about Crazy Taxi. So those were the two. Because Crazy Taxi is another game that came out on Dreamcast that was in the arcade that, that changed the game. They But Nobody's they at least came, there was like three Crazy Taxi. They came out with a couple of Crazy yeah, Taxi. Was the, yeah, but there was, the, um, there was a mobile one that didn't work. There were mm -hmm. like two or three other ones, but it, those didn't work. Right. But those were a long time ago. Nobody's touched it since. So Sega said, hey... There's going to be another Jet Set Radio. There's no timeline, no nothing, no name for it. So I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. With, with what we have today, we can, like, that could be done. Hmm. But somebody, some other, like, indie developer company called, uh, I forgot the name, Cyberpunk something. No, Team Reptile. Sorry, Team Reptile. They did this thing called Bomb Rush Cyberpunk which is literally like Jet Set Radio's stepchild. Hmm. And it's actually the music is from the dude from Jet Set Radio. Oh, okay, But cool. it looks very similar, uh, cel-shaded, very funky, very you know bright colors. You grind on things. You can do it by bike or they run or whatever. Uh, but yeah, Jet Set Radio to this day, as far as gameplay, music, uh, I mean, the characters dance. Like if you, if you leave them there, they start breakdance. Some of them pop and lock. Some of them do windmills. Some uh, of this them. Is, that's all your shit. No, seriously. That's all your shit. I, I honestly thought that you were going to come out here for your third one and say Parappa the Rapper. Oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I honestly thought you were going to say Parappa the Rapper. No, 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 no. no. Let me explain to you why this doll can rap so good. All right, listen yeah, here. Yeah, this flat ass doll <laughs> with, no, with no dimension. You know what that game uh, reminded me of? Uh, Paper Mario? 
<laughs> no, 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 not that game. Um, Jet Set Radio? Jet Set Radio, yeah. Uh, your, your description of it kind of reminded me of uh, Midnight Club. And uh, Midnight Club was a game I was considering bringing up, but it's a uh, a racing game, though. Yeah, I remember it was a car game, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not a big racing game, dude. Because mm-hmm. most of them, it's like all like even Need for Speed and all that. It's like on this track that you have to go. And even when it was through the city, you had to turn. They told you where you had to turn. Yeah. Uh, Midnight Club, uh, there was none of that. You, it was a street racing game, kind of like um, what's it? Uh, Fast and Furious, the original Fast and Furious, like street racing. Mm-hmm. But like they just showed you on 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 your little compass icon thing, like uh, where the next checkpoint was, but they didn't tell you how to get there. Interesting. So if you fucked up and missed your turn, you just fucked up and missed your turn. Like you got to fucking. I like when it kind of like flipped the script on the genre. Yeah. Where you had to, you could then wing it and, you know, fuck it. I'll cut down this street and catch up to them this way. Uh, but yeah, you just, if you missed it, then you fucked up. And they had some races that were like unordered races where you can get them in any order. You can hit the checkpoints in any order. So you didn't have to go a specific way through the track to get the checkpoints. Just whoever got all the checkpoints and ended at the finish line first mm-hmm. won the race. So, like, and I love Midnight Club. Like, I, st- I that's on my Xbox right do, now. I still play it. Do you remember it. a game named Driver back on PC back in the day? It was on PlayStation 2. No. Where you play a getaway driver. So it's a like, racing Like game. a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal? No, it was uh, the other dude, Ryan Gosling. Same person. Yeah, pr- pretty much. They're all Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. No, but you play a getaway driver. Like, you stop at a bank, and then they go, okay, you're going to be the dude. And then you have to, like, get him out. No, I never played that. That's pretty dope. But anyway, so let's recap because we're at 140. Bet. Um, my three. My three most replayable games. Uh, and this would be my order. We'll go Mass Effect, uh-huh. Fight Night, Fallout 2. Like, one to three or three to one? Oh, I'm sorry. Number three would be Mass Effect. Uh-huh. Actually, let's go. Number three is Fallout Two because I can't play it. I got to I got to find a way to get. <laughs> you got to gotta it. open that door eventually. <laughs> I do. I, I know. I, God, if it was if it was like accessible to me right now, then it would be number one. If massive, if, if Fallout, uh, yeah, if, yeah. Guess what you getting for your birthday? I'm gonna if, get you an old PC with a CD-ROM. Yo, I would. <laughs> my my children wouldn't see me for six months. Uh, if it was accessible, then it would be number one. But I'll go Fallout Two is number three. Uh-huh. Fight Night. Champion is my number two, and Mass Effect Three is number one. That makes sense. I love the Mass Effect concept. That's pretty cool. It's a that's a great game. So mine and there's a pattern here is dope gameplay, dope music. That's you, you'll get me if you do that. Yeah. Or if it's a no, there'll be another another conversation. But uh, Mega Man X, I did it in the order actually. Mega Man X, Streets of Rage Two. Well, Mega Man X on Super Nintendo or whatever. You know, I think it's on. Can download it on your PlayStation, maybe. There's a Mega Man Get on like, the collection. Yeah. Uh Streets of Rage 2, which is on Genesis mm-hmm. or the Genesis Genesis Mini. And Just That Radio Future, I think you can download it was remade, like an HD version of it on like the newer platforms, newer consoles, but it came out on the original Xbox, and that's what I play it on. And to this day, I have a playlist of the entire soundtrack, and I will jam to that shit. On my way to on my way to taking my uh, picking up my son and we jam on the way home. That's what we do. Jazz Head Radio. Oh, and I forgot to mention there's a DJ in Jazz Head Radio. Mr. Brownstone. No, Mr. Professor K. Same thing. No. Or dude with oh, dude with dress with sunglasses on. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. That's Brownstone. Anyway, 
so that's the new format of the podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And we'll, you know, whatever topic, you know, we'll announce it ahead of time or it doesn't matter. I don't care. But I want to try it out because I think I don't, I'm not that I'm tired of talking to comedy, but. You want to have different conversations? I, yes. I want to have, because I believe that, you know, even comics are into different things than just comedy. Yeah. Comics are into just comics. Some of, some of us bake cakes, bitch. All right, Master Caker. Master Baker, rather. Um, all right, where can people find you? Uh, I'll be outside of Target. <laughs> Slinging cakes. Slinging cakes, nigga. I told you there was two callbacks. That's <laughs> coming. Uh, I, I mean, I'll be on the Keenan thing next week. Um, this weekend, you can't find me there. I'll be in Dallas, though, Thursday through Sunday. That's going to be dope. Uh doing six shows in Dallas. Uh, find me at Instagram, Aaron Cheatham. How about that? Yeah, just do that. Follow the dude. Uh, follow the feedback. Follow uh, Record Play Live on Instagram. My birthday's coming up. Send me stuff. Yeah. Somebody get him uh, Fallout 2. <laughs> so can open that fucking one, door. One, one of y'all give me Fallout 2. The other one give me a PC. I, I would love it if you open the door and the, you just get a cake and that's the ending. It's just my character sitting there all bloody and sad eating cake. Congratulations. Game over. All of all of his squad mates dead around him and he's just yeah, sitting there eating cake. I love that. <laughs> all right, y'all. We'll talk to you next time. So Peace. no dope shit because everything we talked about is dope. Uh, so check out what we just mentioned and we'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao.